Good morning. You're listening to Real Life, Real People Radio on this Sunday morning. We are so glad you've joined us today. And if you've been listening to Real Life, Real People Radio the whole month of January, you know that we've been talking about how we can share our story for God's glory. We each have a story that may encourage someone, inspire someone to grow closer to Jesus Christ. Because Real Life Real People Radio is an avenue where we talk about how you can have a stronger relationship with Jesus. And we're so thankful for these people that have come in and want to share their story. But before we get started, I'd like to thank our listeners. Thank you for listening. If you listen to us, we thank you so much each and every Sunday. Thank you for your faithfulness. And if you miss a show, you can hear us on podcast. Go to Apple, Spotify, Google, and you can just search Real Life, Real People Radio, and you can find previous shows. I also want to thank our sponsors. First of all, Mount Pleasant Eye Care Center. Thank you for being a faithful sponsor all these months. Thank you again for sponsoring us. Brian Nichols and your staff, we appreciate you. And Realtor Brent Gardner with Texas Lake and Land. Thank you, Brent, for sponsoring us. We appreciate you as well. And then those individuals, you know who you are who sponsor us each month. Thank you. So before we get started, I would like to invite you to sit back, relax, grab your favorite cup of coffee, grab hold of your Bibles, but most importantly, grab hold of Jesus, and He will bring the Bible to life for you. Let me lead us in a word of prayer, and we'll get started. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And I thank you for this opportunity to share hope with people out there who are listening this morning. There's so much going on in all of our lives. But Lord, if we cling to you and believe and receive you and have a relationship with you, we will have that hope. We will have that joy and that peace. So Lord, help us today to hear what it is that you want us to hear and to continue on our journey with you. We love you, Lord, and we praise you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, this morning I have brought in a a young friend of mine, a young woman who's 20 years old, and she is so awesome. I mean, she is one of the most mature 20-year-olds I think I've ever met, and I have known her quite a while. We both volunteered at the Bountiful House, when it first opened in 2015, it's been a long time ago now. And um, so I knew her, wow, when she was 15, a little teenager, and now here she is 20. Well, welcome, Abigail. How are you today? I am good. How are you? Good. I can't believe you're 20. I know. I can't either. <laughs> I'm wow. getting closer to 21. My birthday's in March, so we're yes, almost there. Yes, yes. I think I miscalculated that. When I met you, you were not 15. I don't think so. You were so. 13. Yeah, I was a lot I, Sorry, than my that. math was off today. I'm like, wait a minute, it's 2022. But thank you for joining us today. Um, we're in a series called Tell Your Story yes. for God's Glory. And I love to hear from people and what they have to share. And I would like to hear from someone in your generation, the youth, and just talk to you about where do you find your hope right now? 
right now, where you live and what you're doing, who is your hope, first of all? Well, my hope is Jesus. (laughs) I can't get through any day without Him. There's a lot of days where it's just constant problem after problem, and it's just like this weariness. And Mm -hmm. just to be able to have that ability to turn to Him at any given time of the day is my hope, that I don't have to wait until I get to my secret place or wait till I get to my car. I can just whisper, oh, Jesus, help me right now. And that's all I have to do. And that gives me the most hope that I've ever had, just to know that I don't have to be in a certain place. I don't have to be in a church to call on his name. And that brings me so much peace throughout my day. I'm glad you said that because that is so true. I love how you said you can just say Jesus and like picture him right there with you. I mean, he is, he's wherever we are. And that's the beauty of having a relationship with Jesus Christ. You don't have to go somewhere to find him. He's right there. And actually, the Holy Spirit, yes. the gift that he's given you, lives within you. Do you have the Holy Spirit living in you? I have not been filled with the Holy Spirit, but I have him with me. I have yes. not been able to. I'm not speaking tongues, but I do know that he is with me at all times. Yes. And he guides me mm-hmm. daily. And he uh, he knows my steps. He knows, definitely. He knows where I'm going and where I'm coming from. Definitely, definitely. And Jesus is in us and with us. And I love how you just you say that and you share that. There's someone out there that needs to know yeah. that. But in order to know Jesus, you have to have a relationship with him. So yeah. let's talk about that. When did you find Jesus and, as they say, were saved and wanted to have a relationship with him. Do you remember that experience? Tell us. Well, I I was born on a Thursday, and that's following Sunday. I was already in church. So I have gone to church my entire life. Um, I've always known who Jesus, God the Father, the Holy Spirit, I've always known who they were. Mm-hmm. And that that impact on my life that they've always been there. And they will always will be there. And, but I think I was saved when I was like eight years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember sitting on my mom's bed. I think I did something really bad. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't want to be this bad person. I want to do good. And so right. she explained to me what that meant and how to get saved and how we go to Jesus. And, but I don't think until this year that I really sought a relationship with God. I knew. Like growing up in church, as long as I have, I've always, you know, you know, the you go through the emotions a lot and it's right. so easy to just get wrapped up into that. And I, I knew the part of the songs to raise my hand uh-huh. and I knew when that, when I would, that it would look pretty when I would do it like this time or when I would start praying at this time or I knew how to make the most poetic prayers. I knew mm-hmm. what was supposed to be, but I never knew what God's relationship could be. I always knew what everybody else's was and how that should look on an outward appearance, mm-hmm. but I never had what it was supposed to be in the inward appearance. Really? That's interesting because I think a lot of people are walking right there. Where What you're describing is they they come to know who Jesus is, want to be saved and are saved, given their heart, but they don't understand there's a step where you just yeah. you can surrender and let Him work in you and you have that relationship by studying the word, by being, you know, really engaged in what he's telling you and prayer and worship. 
it's all of that and talking about Jesus. So tell me, you said you think right now this year, your relationship has changed. Perhaps maybe the Holy Spirit is working in you in a different way. And I, you know, I know exactly what you're talking about because I, same thing. I didn't really have that ongoing relationship like I do now until I was 50 years old. So you're 20 and you... (laughs) You've got to jump on me there, and it, there's a difference. And I think what it is is you you listen to the Holy Spirit, and you let Him guide you in every decision that you make. And you have that joy that you were describing and that peace, because the world can't give us that. And have you found that to be true? I definitely have this year. There was the 2022. It's been probably one of the hardest years I've had personally. And that's probably because I've worked hard in my relationship with Jesus Mm -hmm. and the enemy will attack. I personally sometimes forget, you know, that we have a spiritual warfare about us and that we have anything that goes on to us is an attack. And we have to always remember that. And But this year was definitely like there was just... A lot of things at school that happened that probably shouldn't have had to happen and different family and work things that just it was just kept piling on constantly but I was so thankful that my anchor was Jesus and at the beginning of 2022 I think it was like December like that weird time period after Christmas and almost a new year that really time where nobody knows what day it is and it was during that time that I was on YouTube and I saw a thing from Priscilla Shear, that great mm-hmm. speaker. Yes. And it was talking about your identity mm-hmm. and that your what everybody else around you does not matter. What my parents say about me, who what my siblings say, what uh, friends or professors or what anybody says, what does the God of the universe say of who I am? And that's what my whole word was for 2022 was identity. I didn't care what anybody else said. I wanted to know what God said I was. I wanted him to speak to me through my identity and find out uh, who I was through him and what the word says as a child of God, as a woman of God, who am I? Am I an Esther? Am I a Ruth? Am I Mary? Like I wanted to know what God wanted from me and my identity. Did you find out what your identity did, did I because think, did you hear God's voice and directing you a yes. certain way and showing you through your giftings and your talents and what he's given you and your blessings, yeah. how you can help other people? What did you find? Well, I think this year he was definitely calling me to a time of rest that 21 year 2021 was very hectic and crazy. And, um, 2022, he definitely was just telling me to be still, wet, rest, and wait. That's the three words I had plus the identity. Wow. And during that time, I think he just wanted me to find my identity and, you know, be quiet, be still, let me mm-hmm. talk to you. You shut up for a while. You don't talk to, I want to, God talk to me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how this year has gone. And I've been studying for my next year and figuring out what my word will be. And it's just immediate. And I looked it up and it's like, it's Hebrew for like without haste. And that's what my, I want my next, this 2023 to be is without haste. Whatever God says, Mm -hmm. don't hesitate, just go. And that's kind of like how it all kind of intertwines. Like I had my, I had my waiting time and now it's time to go, time to go do what I was supposed to do. Those are wise words. And so to recap and to kind of get the listeners to hone in on this, 
what you said in 2022, you just really felt like in order to find who you were in Christ, your identity, you needed to be still. You needed to rest and you needed to listen because you're right. 2021 and 2020, we were all kind of like, what do we, it was just chaos. And then 21, we're trying to get back and the what, you know, what we used to do. And it was very busy 2022 time for you to be still. And then now here we are in 2023 and he's saying, it's time to go. It's time to put the feet to faith. Don't question Mm -hmm. all the time when you know, it's me go, because I have many people that I need you to tell, you know, I think of the woman at the well. Um, and her story is found in John 4. You're probably familiar with that. Yes. The woman for, from Samaria who was going to the well at a time when no one would be there to draw water. And here comes Jesus. He went a different way through Samaria because he knew he would meet her there. And when he arrived there, um, you know, he offered to tell her who he was. And he said, could you get me a drink of water? And of course she was like, why would you ask me? You know, I'm a Samaritan for water. Jews don't talk, you know, but he said, if you knew I am the living water, you would never thirst again. And so he proclaimed that to her. And then what did she do? She went and told, go and tell. She went and told everyone, come and see, come and see who this Messiah is. I, I've met the Christ, Jesus Christ. And so I believe you're like that woman in the well. Jesus spoke to you during that time a lot, gave you your identity, and now he's wanting you to go and tell. What do you think you're supposed to go and do? Do you know yet? Well, not yet, I would say. Um, But I think this is airing after we do the sign language at Heart to Heart, I believe. Um, That would be something I would never do in public just because that's – it's just so daunting because, like, public speaking, even this is kind of daunting to me. Um, and you're doing a good job. I'm doing it. <laughs> um, but doing the sign language, that took a little leap of faith. Like, okay, so I need to do this. Mm-hmm. You never know what anybody else is going through right. and how God will use you. And not many people know, but we're, me and my sister, we're, she'll be joining me in college this semester. And we are hoping to transfer to SFA. And so we will be um, going to a new town, a college town. We'll Together? Be, yeah, we'll be moving oh, away. Oh. Yeah. And that's awesome, though. That's a, yeah, that's, that's a whole new, like, journey. finding people mm-hmm. and ministering yes. to them. That's going to be a go and tell. <clears throat> and you were mentioning the sign language that you do. You, you do sign languages to worship music. Yes. The goodness of God is one that you do. And, and that is beautiful. Have y'all done that a lot besides at heart to heart women's ministry that we have at at first baptist church in mount vernon have you performed that at your church before we haven't um done goodness of god yet at our church um we are planning to do it soon but we have done a lot of sign language songs over there um and something that people i don't think a lot of people realize but when we pick a song, we don't pick a song we we just spend time we worship we try to pick a song that God wants us to do. Mm-hmm. We don't just like, oh, you know, that one's going to make them cry. Let's do that one. Right. We, we make sure that this is the one that God wants us to use. Do you pray for a lot of first about it yes. and listen to? Mm-hmm. Even when I'm 
it gets on the choreographer <laughs> a little bit because when I'm picking who's going to do the verses or whatever, I kind of just pray like, okay, how does this need to work? How does okay. the flow need to be? Like we go through a lot. Like it's not just us up there waving our hands, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but we, it's our form of worship. Right. We don't sing, but this is our form of worship. And it is um, us coming before others and being like, this is my testimony. Our testimony mm-hmm. is through these songs. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done like, I think we did one song where it was like uh, our church was going through a lot of healing and prayer um, with sisterhood. And we did um, um, In the Name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that was such a song that our church needed at that time. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, mm-hmm. I'm praying for you. I'm praying mm-hmm. for you. And um, so we pick our songs based on what um, what's going on at that time. And I thought like that song would be good because um, when it, it was brought to me from God. Like I knew that this was the one we needed to do, heard it on the radio. And I was just like, okay, that that's the one. Mm -hmm. And knowing like this will be the first one of 2023, it will be like, we can look back on our life and be like, all my life he has been faithful. He was always there. And that's Mm -hmm. such a good way to start the new year. Exactly. And you attend Lake Chapel Church. And you've been there your whole life. (laughs) That's amazing. And what type of church... It's Pentecostal. Pentecostal. And you um, you just really, I know your parents, and I know a lot of people that attend there. I know the pastor, yes. Pastor Hood, and you all serve a lot. I've seen you work with youth yeah. a lot, especially you. So tell, tell me what you enjoy doing with the youth, because I've seen you kind of take them under your wing, and you disciple them and mentor them and love them, don't you? That's very sweet. I've never kind of pictured myself as a disciple and being a disciple yes. for others and discipling. Um, I've watched you do that. And, and yes, because that's where I first met you. Right. Even when you were 13, you were doing it. You were discipling and mentoring the, the younger children that were coming to the Bountiful House yes. for for love and support and after school care. And, you, you know, you you were there. So tell us a little bit about your experience with youth and what God has told you about this is what you're to do. Well, um, right now I'm um, in a youth group with um, Dan and Becca Bentley for college-age kids here at First Baptist Church. And we just had our Christmas party um, not too long ago, and it's been so much fun. We have really made, like, a little community. Um, I talk to Becca a lot, just like, hey, by the way, and I've met different friends there that I probably wouldn't have gotten to know that well. Um, but it's kind of just, my church doesn't just have to be at my church. Right. It's opening up a community and going different places and not keeping in the walls of the church, mm-hmm. so to speak, but to go out and actually do what you're reading about and mm-hmm. praying about. Don't just stand in the walls of the church and go do other things. Yes. With haste, right? Yes. With haste. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, I love what you're doing and how you're listening. And, and that's part of being having that relationship with Jesus is listening and obeying, being obedient to do what he's called you to do. So let's talk about um, how you were raised. I know you, you said you were raised in the church. And the scripture that comes to mind is, to me, is Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 15, where it talks about standing firm. And holding to the traditions that you were taught, to the relationship 
with Jesus Christ, to community, like you've described, to, to going out and just sharing with others. And that sounds like what you're doing. And so how have you, I guess, held to those things that you were taught, the truth, the way, the life, Jesus Christ? How have you been doing that with just your daily walk? Um, <clears throat> For someone that's like, how do I do this? How do I get closer to Jesus? I think it's the best way to do it is just to, like you said, your daily walk. There are certain things like you do every day and um, like get on Instagram all day long. You can just scroll there all day. Um, and I've picked out like a few people that you can follow and where it will pour into your spirit and where oh, you're not yeah. just feeding your, your soul junk all the time, which mm-hmm. is social media. Um in because we're all on our phones, yeah, all so all that's the time. good advice. Yeah. Pick some people that maybe have the similar interests. Yeah, and we'll challenge you. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this girl. She has an Instagram account called Start It With Prayer, oh. and um, she's in the Houston area. Mm-hmm. And she hosts like a daily, a monthly Bible study with women. Nice. Um, she posts like every day, like. Um, like a little time slot, like, have you spent time with Jesus yet? And then she can have like, not yet or yes. And then it'll be a couple hours later. And like, okay, if you said no, did you get off your phone? Did you go do it? Oh, wow. And so she keeps you accountable. And so I, I think like picking up those certain things that you can use where it's not just, oh, I've got to go read my Bible and having certain things of like, we're all always going in life, but having certain like listening to certain music of the car or have a prayer um, think like on your windshield or somewhere mm-hmm. where you can see it where it's constantly um, bringing into the Bible on your daily life where mm-hmm. it's not like being being like monks or whatever and like going hiding off and like studying mm-hmm. the word like just doing that we're busy people right and we have to interpret and bring Jesus into our busyness and sometimes we have to go to Tim and drop everything. But I think it's a part of keeping a good firm foundation of the faith is to interpret in our busy lives. We can bring Jesus in every aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, he's with us all day long, so we can pray to him all day and read and and do certain things, but I think we have to bring him into the busyness. Yes, you're so right. And you said the first step is to pray even before you go, mm-hmm. you know, when you go and, and do what he's going to do, pray. <clears throat> Pray about everything. Romans 12, 12 says, Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. And when we rejoice in hope, we're we're looking to Jesus as our hope, like you started out with. He's your friend. He's with you always. He's our reason to rejoice, just knowing him and, and, and feeling just his presence is just such a gift. And then you had said, yeah, you had a hard year last in 21 or... And having that endurance to keep going. How have you, you think, has prayer helped you when you're constant in prayer? Has it helped you during those times of tribulation? You just fall on your knees and you may even just say, Jesus, help me. My car has definitely became my secret place. Yes. I felt like I was always just in the car and mm-hmm. listening to worship music or listening to a podcast. Yes. And there is a certain spot that I will stop and just sit there and just pour my heart out and be like, okay, I've got to pull over and just mm-hmm. just worship for a minute. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of it is just that that quietness mm-hmm. and in that place. Um, I would say that my car has definitely helped me in my walk with faces. Yeah. I'm driving a lot by myself, and so I'm able just to 
pour it all to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Do you have someone in your life that you pray with on a regular basis? Like I call it like a prayer partner, someone that you know I can call if I need anything, and we pray a lot together. I would say um, Anna Tidwell, the um, youth ministry for kids here. She is someone that I sought a few months ago and just kind of like poured myself out to her about my identity and what I was going through and trying to find like, okay, am I using the right tools? Do I have all the tools that I need to pursue this identity? And just pulling her alongside and I know that I could just text her today, be like, hey, I'm having a really bad day. I need some prayer. And then um, I'll I'll just feel like I need to pray for her. And she says the same. Like, we are just constantly in texting. Mm-hmm. And just like, hey, you know, Jesus has you. And you, you're safe in his arms. Like, you are okay. And just those little reminders back and forth have definitely um, brought a new level of friendship to, mm-hmm. for us. And that is so important because we're human and there are going to be times when we may not be feeling good or we just have a weakness come over us or a temptation Mm -hmm. or, like you said earlier, attacks from the enemy when you start going and doing things inevitably. Mm -hmm. The the more that you push Jesus, the enemy is going to try to push you down. So having someone in your life that can help you and and disciple you and you can walk together and you can pray together is so important. So if you're listening, we want to tell you both Abigail and I have someone in our life that we can do that with. And so I have a good friend, Leslie, who I can call. We actually try to pray together every day and and talk, you know, woman to woman. You know, there are things that only women kind of understand. (laughs) And so it's so important to find that person, that woman in your life that you can pour out your heart and you can pray together Mm -hmm. and you know she has your back. So, and if you're a man listening, same thing, men, I mean, men to men, I know there's a lot of men that do that as well and have that person that they can call kind of an accountability partner. So we've talked about how to stand firm in prayer and how about how to stand firm in, in the truth, in the word. I know that you have scriptures that you read daily. Is there one right now that has resonated with you? Here you go on your phone. You've got it on your phone. <laughs> I, I awesome. screenshotted it last night. I was oh, like, good. You she's going to ask me. <laughs> okay, well, here's your opportunity. I actually read this like not too long ago. Um, and it's actually, I wrote it down and put it on my mirror, my bathroom mirror. So every time I get, get up and go to sleep, it's the first thing I see. And it's Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. Come unto me, all ye who are labored, heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What does that mean to you? I mean, Jesus is saying those words. Can't you just hear him telling you that? Yeah. It's more of him like saying, like, nothing is too big for me. Right. Your, Your mountain is tiny little pebble just come bring it to me it's good Mm -hmm. and for me that's just like I hold a lot of things in and I don't share a lot of things and just like pour myself out a lot to people and for him just to be like just come to me you don't need to go to everybody else just come to me first and it'll all be clear and take my yoke and because it's easy just come to him it's that easy you just call upon his name and one word and you just go straight to him. And that's what I feel like that is, is just a call to 
it doesn't matter what's going on, just come to me. Bring it all before me. Just lay it down, and I've got it. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll keep it. You're good. Great advice and, and how you've interpreted and applied that mm-hmm. scripture to your life. And Jesus speaks that to all of us. So if you're out there and you are just heavy laden, you're burdened, you feel like you can't go on, Jesus is saying, come to me. I will give you that rest. Yoke yourself to me. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus wants us to yoke up with him. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you can just hear him saying that. You know, you started off the show saying Jesus was your anchor. Mm -hmm. He, he's also your yoke. Yeah. And when you yoke to him, then nothing is too hard. You know, I love the scripture, nothing is impossible with God. Yes. Luke 1, 37. And that scripture, I just always come back to it because I believe that you said it. Mm-hmm. There's no mountain too big for God. So tell him what you need. Let him help you. Just call upon his name. Picture him lifting you up and helping you through whatever it is that you're doing. And lean not on your own understanding. You know, we want to know everything. We want to know exactly how it's going to work out. But he wants us to trust him with all of our heart and not lean on our own understanding. And then when we acknowledge him and all that we do, he will make our path straight. And that's what he's done for you. Um. You, you have a direction. You don't know exactly what's no. going to happen, but you know a direction. He's showing you because you spent that time with him. You have that relationship now, and he's strengthening you for what lies ahead. Yeah. And going to a new place that you've never been before, you're going to need him even more. Yeah. So you know the key. Yoke up with Jesus. And, and I can't wait to hear what you're going to do. Do you have any idea what you... Uh, want to do? Do you want to go into ministry or as a career, or what do you, what are you thinking? Um, I'm studying journalism right now. This will be my last semester at Northeast Texas Community College. Um, I definitely want to pursue that. I love writing. Um, for the longest time, I wanted to be an RN nurse, and I thought that's what I was supposed to do, and what God was leading to me towards. But um, you know, he's he's hardwired by brain and by heart mm-hmm. to be a writer. I can't get away from that fact. I write all the time. Um, and part of it is I want to be an author. I, I want to write Christian fiction. I want to get my books out there. I want my stories not to just be in my heart and my mind, but to be on somebody's bookshelf or that to be so exciting. Awesome. And I feel like being an author, you know, it doesn't pay as great as it should or whatever, but I want to be a journalist on the side as well where they can both work Mm hand-in-hand where it's not, I'm a bank teller and an author, but I wanted to get a, Mm -hmm. I love being a journalist. It's it's let me meet some really cool people. At Northeast, I've interviewed some really amazing people, and it it opens up the fact that we all have a story and everybody deserves it to be told, and um, finding those stories are part of the fun. <laughs> yes, definitely. And you do have an awesome story and there's more to come. There's more that God's going to write. Yes. And you may not know this, but I'm an author and yes. I've written some devotionals and I didn't, I mean, I'm a lawyer. I, I actually went to school to be a lawyer and I am a lawyer, but it was one of those things. I felt God calling mm-hmm. me to write. So I started journaling and then my mother, before she passed away, said, you need to write books. And of course, 
I didn't know the first thing about doing it. And I just prayed about it. And I'm telling you, I told her I will do this. Um, I want to do this. And God brought all the details. It worked out all the details. made my path straight. I didn't understand how it was going to (laughs) happen. But the first step is just being obedient. Mm -hmm. So if you want to be an author, God's going to show you the way. And He does things even more awesome than we can ever dream or imagine. More amazing when we just do what He calls us to do. So, Abigail, I have enjoyed our visit. And I'm so thankful that you are standing firm with Jesus and you have that relationship with him and you're going to go and tell in this year. (laughs) So it'll be neat to see where that takes you and and good luck to you and God bless you. And would you like to close us in prayer? Yes. Dear Jesus, thank you so much for this opportunity. Um, Thank you for giving me the words and knowing what I need to say. Thank you for Jill in her ministry and how she's working for your kingdom and getting getting people for you and we never know how one single decision will lead us and how many people today would even hear this and feel led to change their faith and realize of um, they need to uh, shake some things up and get on to you thank you jesus that you are our anchor you're our hope our peace You are our friend, and I ask all this in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Real Life, Real People Radio. If you would like to hear more episodes, simply search Real Life, Real People Radio on Apple, Google, and Podbean Podcasts. And remember, every day will be a good day when you get real with God. Real Life, Real People Radio, copyrighted 2022. All rights reserved. Real life, real people, making conversations safe.